Hey, Danny. Hi, Lance. Uh, we got a movie to talk about today. Uh, I don't know why we needed it, but the resurrection of Halloween. Yeah. Um, Halloween resurrection is what we're talking about today. I don't... Uh, see, where we last left you guys off, Michael Myers was decapitated. He's dead. The story was end has ended. Yeah. We're done. The story's over. We don't need you guys. Lori Strode. Uh, Lori, well, what a triumphant ending, by the way, for H2O. Sure. For all its flaws, what a triumphant ending. She chopped his head off. She was able to get that closure. It had an ending. Thank you. But I'll take it. Well done. But two years later, here we are. It's I, two. It was two, yeah? Or was it immediately? No, it was, I think, 2002. So it was four years later. Oh. Right, I remembered it being quicker, but okay, 2002. No, that's four years later. Yeah. So wow. So four years later, fans are clamoring for more Michael, and they have resur- probably why they called it Halloween Resurrection. I guess uh, during this time, remember we had uh, Scream in 1996. Yes, which is like the rebirth. 96. 96. Holy moly! So remember, we talked about this in H6. We had uh, Halloween. Curse of Michael Myers in 1995, and that was Dimension Films' first horror film. Now we get Scream the next year, and this is like Halloween 6 was like the death of the slashers. It was like a death rattle kind of a thing. We get the the swing knife thing kind of starting. We get these weird Scream transitions, and then we get Scream, and it's this whole new world of horror movies. But now Scream is a character. It's not... It's it's breaking the fourth wall. It's it's throwing the slasher tropes or the rules, right. as they highlight a lot, in your face. Right. And now we get all these these trickling down teenage, a new teenage era of movies. Because we're starting to get like adults. You know what I mean? Like Halloween 6, we had a lot more adults in. I know the, yeah. Friday, the Friday movies or Jason movies we're killing off more adults it's more adult okay now we're going back to teenagers right but we're going like late 90s into the 2000s we're but at least to get- at least teenagers or, or actors that look like teenagers not like you know well, yeah, not like the t-birds in a Greece. teenage story <laughs> with uh yes adult actors it's supposed to be teenagers but, but we're, yeah we're, we're getting a lot of slashers so we 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 have to bring michael back because the slashers are back so okay michael's back in we get h2o uh, Jamie Lee Curtis says, hey, let's make this a it's been 20 years. Let's make this a big deal. Let's bring everybody back. We kind of get some people. It was it was a movie. It was a film. Uh, but through the 2000s, we start getting we get like val- we get all these old school slashes again in a new like twist like a yeah. 2000s version of it right that's the best way to describe it the, the 2000s and that's what this movie is halloween resurrection it's just a 2000s version of halloween yes. and if you know anything or remember if you can about the early 2000s it was like it was like 90s but millennial yeah millennial. it was just edgier it was like uh or not edgier it was like the the the, the Lights were brighter, shinier. Yes, yes. shinier nineties. Yes, that's, that's what the early two. That's what I remember. Everything was like the, the clothes were bigger on people. Like everything was just like heavy. Like yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, yes, and but again, we're getting a lot of different slashers at this point. I think H two O kind of put a wrench on Michael Myers and the Halloween franchise because they went, oh, he's a money maker at this point. Yeah. So that's what we have to deal with going on. Uh, and we'll get into some more of what's 
going on with Michael in this time. But for right now, for everyone else that has not seen Halloween Resurrection, Danny, what is our pumpkin spice latte of Halloween Resurrection? The pumpkin spice latte for Halloween Resurrection, or as I like to call it, um, the commercial cash grab of the Halloween (laughs) franchise, (laughs) Halloween Resurrection, takes place immediately, maybe a year after the events of Halloween H2O, which if you saw the Halloween Halloween H2O, it ends with Laurie Strode, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, decapitating Michael Myers in a very grandiose sort of awesome form or fashion. And then Halloween Resurrection nixes all that. Well, they allow the... <laughs> They make the viewer believe that they are stupid. Here's what it is. It was never Michael that she decapitated. She decapitated an EMT that Michael Myers decided to switch places with in an attempt to just fool everyone. So he switches places with an EMT, puts that EMT in the mask so that Lori can drive that EMT down the road, eventually throwing it out him out the window, crashing in between a tree getting paralyzed sort of reaching out to Lori for help but you're wondering well if this was an emt why didn't he pull off his mask and say hey i'm not michael not michael dummy uh no no he couldn't do that because as they explain in halloween resurrection his larynx was crushed can't talk can't talk you die of suffocation what (laughs) so Halloween Resurrection now, Michael is still here, and the movie centers on um, now committed, not centers, but it features a committed Laurie Strode, still reprised by Jamie Lee Curtis, now in an insane asylum where Michael is to finish her off and start a new chapter with a sort of investigative journalist cyber cams on your head a bunch of kids that are thrown into the michael myers house to investigate the true reason as to why michael went crazy michael's just returning home after completing his task of spoiler he kills jamie lee curtis his character of laurie strode he returns home he finds all these people up in his crib and he wreaks havoc on them uh and that uh that's the movie (laughs) <laughs> that's my favorite ending. That's that's the movie. It I mean to, we're going to probably go in a little bit of detail but like this is the time of a lot of uh reality sort of in your face. We want to see the behind the scenes. So where this movie faults I think is not in its ambition. Yeah. It was ambitious but but remember what Danny said. This is a cash grab. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but let's see, 98 was last H2O. Do you remember the big horror film in 1999? Obviously, you're, you're but you tell everybody. <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> uh, the Blair Witch Project. Ah, yes. The Super low budget POV handheld cameras. Making me sick in the theater. I suffer from motion sickness. What? I, okay, but we're okay. So <laughs> that movie did so well in the theater. Killed and it off of no budget. There's three people, handheld cameras. They got the MTV crew running around the woods, making effects go off and all. Real this quick, stuff. you want to talk about independent films? That was the highest grossing independent film that had beat what was previously, I think, Ninja Turtles. But before that was. <laughs> 
Halloween 1978, the OG. That's so there right. is a bit of a connection. Yes, there's a, there's a whole bunch of connection to this. So again, we've, we've talked about the internet coming into play ah, and all yes. this kind of stuff like internet is somewhat new it's developing at this point we're talking about live streaming things so now and and during this time i think right after h6 into h2o and beyond they start asking the fans like what do you think michael should do no but they they actually asked us do yes. you remember yes on the actual websites and this is what this is like i don't know maybe a little bit like when the Batman comics asked you what should happen to Robin when it was Jason Todd, <sighs> yep. and now the fans decided eh, kill him. Uh, so I remember because I voted, yeah. I or I think I wrote in or something like that because I think the options were like, "What do you want to see Michael do?" And it was like one of them I know is, "Do you want to see Michael go to space?" I swear yeah. I saw that, and whoever voted for that, oh, it didn't win. Obviously, thank God, thank but God. that was an option because. I guess you that's the last scary frontier. Nobody could hear you scream in space. Well, I mean, back then everything was kind of an option. After H six, he's pumped full of the green goo and people right, you could do saying, it all. like he's a cybernetic um uh like federal agent or something right. like that. They're he's on the government's payroll. I remember the big one was that they're gonna put Michael Myers in court. And the whole movie was going to be like playback of what he had done and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna be on trial for all this well, kind of stuff. Well, we saw him in Halloween five playing with the <laughs> Playing with, with a chain, chain. Yeah, so yeah, they, you've already humanized him enough. He's Why not waiting. put him on trial? <laughs> he's waiting for so all of that plus H two O introduced like the fandom again, and they went, oh, we can make a lot of money off of our fans. There's actually a fan that gets put into. I don't know if it was H two O or Resurrection. I think it was Resurrection. I believe it was Resurrection as well. There was like a contest, right? There's a contest, and they get the, like one of the biggest fans. She's actually in the documentary, which you can you can see her. Yeah. actually get the part kind of thing. I have no idea where she is in the movie. We just watched it. I think it was like I a featured no extra. But uh, so this is, I think, just playing up the fandom and trying to get a paycheck out of everything. This is Dimension Films, so there's a really sad shiny clean look to all the films back then i mean they Uh, uh, first of all we are so far removed from anything that is a halloween movie at this point yeah like this is the i want to say almost bastardization but also but super commercialized version of halloween we see his eyes fully I'm going to talk about the mask now because okay, this right is my this is my deal. I hate this ever loving mask. And the reason I can pick on this mask more than I think well we did we did pick on the H2O masks. Yes. Notice what I said. Masks. <laughs> masks. At least this Quite one was one mask. Right. But he the first image you get of Michael <laughs> the first time you see him in this movie, his hair is poofed out. Yep. As if he just teased it, you know, he got a, a Brazilian or a Haddonfield blowout. He got it that day. <laughs> he got a Haddonfield blowout that day. And his eyebrows are threaded, tweezed. Yeah, your favorite. I hate it. I <laughs> First of all, I love getting my eyebrows tweezed, but uh, Michael shouldn't be getting... Is uh, He was... He's so he, like... He's walking in and he's like hitting that Magnum look. You know, he's very like, yeah, he's hitting that look, very Zoolander. So what it did was it didn't scare, he didn't scare me anymore, but I was like kind of looking at him like, Oh, you look you look kind of cute, Michael. <laughs> I, I kind of said this before. He looks like a, a super villain from a comic book movie, yes. which I've kind of said, like, I always saw Michael as that anyway. But mm. when you actually play down to it, it's like, 
Oh, I don't like it as much. Now. No, I don't because the scariness of Michael Myers in the original and, you know, a few after that, they at least kept the integrity of keeping him in the shadows right. and keep he's the shape. You know, this one, they drove hard. They, they treated him. Yes, he's a by definition should be considered a serial killer. But they, you know, they were like they were throwing out a lot of oh, oh, there's a huge uh, uh there's a mental patient where they're keeping Lori who is obsessed with serial killers. So yeah. they were driving that in front of us, you know, like they were saying Dahmer and Bundy and Gacy and, you know, they, they kept on throwing these names out at you and you're like, well, I guess if I didn't think of him as a, one of these human people, like, like you're throwing around, like these mm. serial killers that are so well known, I do now. Right. I, you know, and I didn't like that. I yeah. didn't like it at all because the shape itself is scary. Right. Michael Myers with a Haddonfield blowout with tweezed eyebrows walking very like, he looked like puffy, you know, <laughs> not puff daddy, but you, you know what? Like, what? If we're talking about Michael already, then let's talk. He just looks like he took everything from H2O. I mean, he's, he's got the arms kind of poked out. Yeah. He looks like that weird baby doll, Michael, that we got in H2O. And I feel like that's what he watched. He didn't go back and watch it. Who's our Michael in this one? We have a new Michael. It's another stuntman, I believe. His name is Brad Laurie. Yeah, that's right. Uh, nice guy. I've met him at the conventions. He's just, he's one of these, uh, you know, I stunt men slash actors who was just he knew what he was in yeah. he knew that there i mean he took it seriously which you always appreciate but um anything with such a, a fervent va- fandom like halloween has you if you're going to take liberties with it yeah. you have to be very careful and very uh precise and i just felt like maybe he was directed or maybe he was like well i have h2o i can see what worked because H2O made money. It was successful. Right. And now you're, it's like another, I mean, whatever. It's a, it's a movie monster. You have, it's Frankenstein. It's Dracula. Michael Myers is this huge movie monster. So, you know, there's some interpretation, but if you want to appease the fans who are the ones that are going to show out in droves and watch it multiple times, you have to kind of pay, pay respects to the, what, what made it work. Right. And there, there's the opening is kind of, Cool. It's like the the highlight of the movie. It's kind of like H2O for me, where it's just like, I can watch the first five minutes of this movie. And okay, that's okay. That's not bad. Michael hits the asylum. There's an opening shot of the hallway that reminds me of H6, which I love. Uh, you see the little yeah. lanterns going down. So I'm like, sure, all right. Sure, sure, sure. We're paying a little homage to that. But then uh, there's a POV of Michael, and it's like him bouncing his head off the door to try to get into Jamie. Uh, like Jamie what, Lee Curtis. What are we do? I mean, you know, okay. Also, don't want to. I have to mention the director is Rick Rosenthal, right. director of Lance's favorite sequel of all time, Halloween Two, and he just dropped the ball on this one. But you know what, Lance? I mean, I'm not going to shit on the dude because he, I watched the documentaries. You hear the way he talks about it. Yeah. I mean, to me. If I'm the studio, you're getting Rick Rosenthal, who directed Halloween 2, and you're getting Jamie Lee back, even if it is in a limited capacity, you should knock some of it out of the park. But this is one of the worst installments of the franchise, okay. widely considered by all fans, and it's a not Absolutely. a great movie either. So. They completely abandon everything that is Halloween. But, I mean, look at what he had to work with. Everything's done on a set, basically. There's yep. no, there's nothing organic about the film. We're not in uh, Pasadena. We're not anywhere like that. There's maybe one or two shots that are outdoors, maybe. Right. No, it's, uh, it, it's yeah, it's and you very can much tell, on the set. Like, like, when they're in the asylum and they, they go outside, they kind of pay homage to two, I feel like, with uh, the security guard going outside. 
but like everything is perfectly like cut grass and everything just looks like a set. Everything is lit like a set. And which is like the way when she looks out, uh, Jamie Lee, yeah. when Laurie Strode looks out, uh, they're, they're giving her pills to, you know, because she's been mute since. Uh, and uh, what I learned about uh, being mute, if you, you know, go through a, a traumatic experience, mm-hmm. it's called, you know, selective. Uh, well, you can it's it's a it's something that you can go through. So she's going through that. Right. They're giving her her meds. The nurses. Le- I thought that was entirely too lazy for me. I hated it that as soon as the movie starts, it's two nurses discussing what we're supposed mm-hmm. to know. I mean, it's like, oh, did you hear everything you know about Halloween H2O is wrong? I just hate that because not only do you just like you're just kind of taking the last part of a movie that ended in a pretty you know high note h2o and you're eliminating it just so you can make a sequel right. and to me i'm like pues que onda? that's not okay <laughs> you know <laughs> it's not fair so these two nurses are filling you in and they tell you about the larynx being crushed of the emt right. blah 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 so they're giving Lori her meds and it's shown that she is mm, she's not actually this quiet sort of disturbed person i mean her hair is longer so she looks more like traditional lori right but she's taking the pills these like they're meds whatever i don't know what they are but she's you know she's faking like she's taking them she's hiding them in a raggedy end all that she's got you thought that that would you know come into play but it's just she's not taking her pills but as soon as she looks out the door here's what i'm trying to get to as soon as she looks out the window she sees michael standing in the lawn in like the most well kept lawn ever. it's like so lush and my, it's so my, lush but it's so short at the same time exactly it's the perfect like rolled out carpet he, grass he looks know? so out of place he's yeah. just staring there like there's nothing around him there's no trees he's just like hey i was uh, waiting for him to just be like hi yeah and raise his hand and just start waving at her it's comic it's it really is like comedic how how out there he is and there's just nothing there's a perfect spotlight on him like oh yeah yeah, Here so and she's just waiting for him. And that's like I guess the point of this, but this whole scene that you're talking about felt like it was rushed after production. Like, oh, oh. shit, this none of this makes sense and it doesn't like let's tie into the franchise somehow. We're getting we're still not uh, addressing 4, 5 and 6 at all. Right? But even then, are you even cuz I talked about this inmate that's a huge fan of the serial killers right. and he kind of messes with the security guards. Because he's he's got a clown mask yeah. on, maybe that's an homage, obviously. And he sneaks out, so these security guards are like, "Oh, it's Harold again, right?" So they're like, "Harold, get back in!" But Harold sneaking out is the is the glitch that let right. Michael sneak in, which is so weird. Because now Michael is shown like in the woods, just waiting. It doesn't match anyway. It's just like it's a it's a it's an insert shot that they did later to show that he was gonna sneak in it didn't it's anyway so harold is this like super fan of serial killers and even the security guard says like who are you supposed to be like he's like john wayne gacy and the the guy's actually pretty funny you know he's he's just like this like you know very full of life dude he's wearing a clown mask and he apparently takes the personas of different serial killers that he learns about right so the reason uh uh (laughs) That's how Michael breaks in, but it's like, um, it, it just, I don't know if that, I don't know what any of this is for and or necessary. It's for the fans. It has to be for the fans. I thought he was the super fan that got put into the movie, to be honest. I, he's much better of an actor, but 
He's uh, great. The way he sets up Michael, and then the worst part of all is Michael walks into his room and go, right. The knife, okay, and so then, yeah, here you go. Here's a here's a token of oh, you're a fan of mine. Here you go. I mean, me being a super <laughs> defender when I was watching, I'm like, oh, he's implicating that guy in the murders. Okay. Yeah, that was me giving it too much credit. Way too much credit. But because, like, yeah, oh, it's, it's like the, a, a cute moment from Michael and one of his fans. I know. It's just like he, uh, Michael. Okay, so Lori and Michael have a stand. Uh, you know, she's waiting for him this whole time. She gets him like strung up. Here's the part that does it. That I was like yelling at the TV when I watched it recently. I wasn't yelling in the. I'm gonna be honest. I wasn't yelling. I wasn't yelling no, in the theater. You were a fan at that point. You were I was so like excited this. to see it. Yes, it's Michael. Okay, it's my hero, right? Yeah, it was fine. I was yeah. giving him so much like leeway. Right. You know, it's not his fault. You know, no, it's not Michael's fault. I mean, it's his it's his tailor's fault or his barber because they blew out his hair. OK, I'm not going to get over it. I swear to God, I'm not going to get over no. it. But when you see it, There's you'll no know what I'm too. talking about. So anyway, uh, Laurie sets him up and uh, Michael is caught in this booby trap that strings him up on the roof upside down. And Laurie is like, I've been waiting for you. She's going to end it again because she was like, I thought I ended it, but I really didn't end it. But now I'm really going to end it. So what she was going to do, because obviously this would kill Michael, she's going to cut the rope that's hanging that he's hanging from upside down and drop him two stories. Right. So she has to lead. Her whole plan is to lead him up to the roof where there's a random ass crane. Yeah. That she's been setting up that nobody has gone up to check. Yeah. So there's and he goes to the perfect spot. Mm -hmm. She leaves no trail for him to go to the exact spot that he needs to be in to get his foot. It's like a fucking. uh, It's a wild. Yeah. Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. It's like the smallest little like hole for his foot to fit in. He goes right to the spot. And she comes from behind and yeah, just it traps just, it yanks him, him he goes up upside and down. Now he's hanging off the side of a building of the sanitarium. They should have just added are. the Benny Hill. Uh, just do the Keystone Cops from five. Where's that at? That's all that was left as far as this moment. But, you know, God bless. And I love to death. Jamie Lee Curtis. I watched this documentary. And she is such a pro. You could tell she, this was a movie deal sort of thing. Like you, she was signed into a picture deal, right? You know what I mean? Uh, it was she because she she was the one that approached them for H two O. No, I'm talking about. Res- I think Resurrection. I don't know. I mean, she does. Okay, look, she talks about in the behind the scenes the fina- that you have to have a finality. She wanted to end the right. chapter. But it was already ended. So I yeah. guess if you feel like something's going to be made without you, whether you're in it or not, maybe you can at least put a bow on it. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe she was like, well, okay, they're going to make Resurrection anyway. I might as well like be a part of it and try to give them the finality. That way they can continue forward. Okay. I Maybe. Because look, think about it. If you have, if you're synonymous or you are, I mean, Halloween, that's, 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 that's her baby. Yeah. You know, as far as like, that's what launched her. There's a bit of a, you know, loyalty or you feel it's important to you. So okay. I get the reasoning coming back. Right. But <laughs> I do remember Cedar do a couple of publicity interviews and her just being like, kind of like someone asked her, hey, so uh, did you, you know, the last movie you did this. Did you have a good time doing this movie or some setup question that was stupid like that? Right. And she has the resurrection poster behind her. And which her hair doesn't match, by the way. But anyway, uh, she goes, look at my face. 
does it look like I'm going to have a good time? And it's just the way like Jamie Lee, she's iconic like that. She'll just put kind of put people in her place in their place. But um, so back to the movie, she's she she's going to cut the the rope to drop into yeah. his death. But what does he do? Oh, no. He does not- the move that he wouldn't even know the EMT did from H2O. Well, he wouldn't know. Was he just? Oh, well, this is. How how far away are we from H two O though in the world of Hattonfield, Michael Myers? No, no, no. no. What, what I'm saying, okay, we're removed from that section. The nurses know about it, so it's a story that's out there. So people do know about that. He it. grabbed his head. No, but the fact that she killed the wrong guy—that's fine. But he does the move what? of grabbing his head, which is what she has a flashback okay. back to H two O. Michael wouldn't know that he did that. Okay. Well, then, honestly, nobody would unless she was like, "Yeah, right before I chopped his." Head I don't know off. why I'm defending this. But I don't know I am, either. Uh, What's going on? But to me, it made sense. I'm like, "Oh no!" Like that story should be out there. And if the nurses know about it, whatever. Anyway, Michael Finester, she got close to make sure it was him, and he was able to get her. Tries they to had take a str- her ma- his mask off. Yeah, they had a struggle. Yes, she. They both go over the ledge, and he catches himself holding the rope. But he stabs Laurie in the back. Something I want to talk about too is always there's always been tension for me to somebody taking his mask off. I mean, it's just like any superhero or or villain or anything. But there's always so much tension. Like you kind of want to see what's what's under there, right? Right. It's like in Batman '89, right when they're when they're uh, pulling the mask off. And uh, every movie where there's a mask character, you're like, let's see it. Especially if you never see them, like Michael. So well, it's like, but then. Sometimes when like in Friday the 13th, when they do get his mask off and you're like, ah, oh, put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right, right, right. But anyway, uh, he, Michael Myers has killed Laurie Strode finally. What'd you think of their kiss? So <laughs> what, <laughs> what was that for? But also Brad Laurie, who plays <laughs> Michael, says that that was how he met Laurie. Uh, that's how he met Jamie Lee Curtis. That, that she was, was like the first scene, or what? No, that that before they shot it, that he that she was like, "Hi, I'm Jamie," and he's like, "Yeah, I'm Brad. I'm playing Michael." Okay, uh, so this is the first scene. This is what we're gonna do. And she went up and kissed him. Okay. And that that guy that Brad's uh, girlfriend was there at the time, and he and he was like, "What? Uh, what? I guess I get to kiss Jamie Lee Curtis." <laughs> so anyway, um, that's how the movie opens. Jamie Lee Curtis's character of Laurie Strode are gone. Yes. And but are they gone forever? Oh, God, please. Uh, yeah, so Michael walks out. He hands his knife off to his super fan. Uh, yeah. Who, who ends up... But here's the problem. Again, another another plot hole. Is it? Are we believing that this storyline is Halloween 1, Halloween 2, Halloween H2O, and now this one? Because if it is, as soon as he gives the knife over to Harold, Harold, Harold starts saying... Oh, Michael Myers. And he starts saying his stats because that's what he does. He says the stats of the serial killers and he starts saying the stats of Michael and the kills don't add up as far as the the number. The movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it would. He got the numbers wrong from how many he killed on the night of H2 Halloween 2. Right. So anyway, uh, it was a cool character. It was a cool idea. Uh, for me, that's where the movie ends. It's, <laughs> so. it's just a bit lazy, but anyway, that's actually where the movie starts. For the love of God, uh, yeah. For me, it ends. <laughs> I, I will probably never watch the rest of it from here on out. But uh, I, I said the same thing when I had to. I, I didn't have to. Obviously, I love these movies. They all have something. They all have at least one thing that you can remember and you can say, "Nah, eh, that was okay." 
Uh, I'll let you know when I remember the one for a resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where the movie uh, starts. Okay, so Busta Rhymes is in this movie. Busta Bust, he's in this movie. Okay, so now that is the second in a row. Uh, hip hop artist that is being cast in a Halloween movie uh, previously. Hello, Cool J. H2O. Yeah. Ronnie. All right. And we liked Ronnie. We liked Ronnie. I don't. We I wanted don't, more for Ronnie. We did. We wanted more for Ronnie, but I don't. I don't like Freddy. That's Buster Rhymes' character name is Freddy. So it almost like, again, it almost feels like either the producers or the writer or the director, whoever is making these calls, it's just like, <laughs> they'll like this shit. I yeah. Feel, his I, name I, is Freddy. I feel like one of the Akkads came up with this one of like, Oh yeah, Buster Rhymes. He's a thing, right? Let's uh, let's throw Buster Rhymes in there. We did a Cool J, so let's give Buster though a little bit of credit. He was hot off of some movies he had done previously. He he was. I mean, not what for, movies? He it was in Shaft. Okay, all right, that's right. He was. And then, um, and you know what? For all, for all that we're saying and shitting on poor Bust, he's not terrible. He's not terrible at conveying emotion, at being an actor. He's not terrible. He's not the worst in this movie. I'll tell you that. He's, he's playing himself in this movie, though. And that's okay. Sometimes There's, you can just play yourself. He's got inner dialogue. He's bringing up his kung fu movies, which he's a huge fan of. He's also got one sideburn. He does. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> he, you know, LL did uh, made very popular the one pant leg up. Yeah. So Busta Rhymes was doing the... One okay. sideburn. One sideburn. Ask me if I tried to do it. Please don't tell me. Did you try to do this? No. Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, I did have long chops, though. His his dialogue in this film is he's got a lot of inner monologue going on. Kind of like he talks to himself. Like he does the pat in the back. Get him, get him, get him, get him. Yes. Get so, it's Buster Rhymes just playing Buster yeah. Rhymes in this movie. Which is fine because like, okay, so Buster Rhymes' character is the head of this Dangertainment, which is putting these kids right. who win a scholarship because it's around these kids who should be in college, winning a scholarship to enter the Myers house to do investigative journalism. And they're just supposed to be locked in a whole night. The cool thing is that this is the actually when I talked about being ambitious, this is the cool thing about this movie was that those uh what are, what are those headsets, yeah. uh, head cameras or whatever that they wore were actually running the entire time and they pretty much st stayed in character for extended periods of time doing the dialogue. There's a feature that you can watch the head cam featurette where it's what you see in the movie because the movie goes between head cam footage and, you know, regular film um which I really appreciated because, you know, it kept my equilibrium in check. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. I, again, that is not the brand. That is not the brand of Halloween. It's made it too, sometimes too much of a good thing. In this case, too much film or camera or too much of a movie. Because, like, we were clamoring as fans for more Halloween, more right. Halloween. And we got a super visible depiction of it you know i mean so these head the, the head cams were they were it's a nice fun idea but it just not yeah. for this movie but not for this franchise the thing that i've always said about michael is he stands out because of the seriousness of his story we've had dr loomis which we no longer have he's gone we haven't had him since age six rest in peace donald pleasant oh my gosh um and I think that's where the tone of the movies gets totally lost. Uh, we don't take it seriously anymore. Now, I think in H2O, uh, especially H2O and now Resurrection, we're adapting Michael to 
uh, the environment of horror films. You know what I mean? We're in H2O, we're adapting them to the new Scream world, which there have been two Screams by this point. And now we're adapting them to the Blair Witch and everything else that's popular. And that's not Michael. Michael has a great fucking story to tell. And the little tidbits that we get from Loomis or whoever, Jamie Lee Curtis's characters, uh, there's and Daniel Harris, you know, all these characters that have interacted with Michael. Michael has a different story than anybody else. But now we're adapting him into the world that we're in. And it's really unfortunate for yeah. a few movies. You know, you're you're absolutely right. Every director decides from the beginning what story they're going to tell. Is it a Loomis story? Is it a uh, Laurie story? Right. Is it a Jamie story? Or uh, is it a Michael story? And at the same, and for all that, you could probably make a decent movie out of each one. But I don't know if the Halloween franchise is about Michael. No, I don't. I've always said it is the story of Laurie. Yeah. That's me personally. And, you know, I love the Loomis character. He's very supporting. But this, I think that the, at its core, it survives and it thrives when you look at what Lori goes through. Mm-hmm. That being said, this movie, again, you hit it perfectly when you said it's been thrust. It, it, it's now being forced into the trope of what is horror movies and or slashers. High body count. That is not. And I've said this before. Michael Myers Halloween Halloween movies are not body count movies. Right. So you introduce a bitch load of characters that we're not going to give a shit about because we don't care about them because it's too much to take into right away so you're like oh they're all going to die it's just now a guessing game of who's going to be who's going to die first or whatever right what i i don't even know the survivor i don't even know the names of most of these characters i mean this our main girl we were introduced to do you remember the scene they they try to i don't know college uh, you, you probably haven't seen it in a while I've seen it twice ever. No, no, no. I, I saw it recently. Okay. Well, she's in college. We're in college. This is a, this is Scream 2, basically. Uh, she's in the back of the class. We have mm. a psychology teacher. Played by Rick Rosenthal, the director. Okay, great. Who gives a shit? Because it's the, <laughs> it's the least intelligent thing. Do we remember Halloween 1? Let's go back to Halloween 1. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in the back. Laurie Strode, very smart character, right? We yep. get a very intelligent answer to a question. We're in psychology 101, apparently, because the only thing they ask about young psychology and the first the only like the only thing you could know about young psychology is the shadow figure. Right. And that's her answer is uh, the shadow figure. That's it. Hey. It is not an intelligent answer. No. It's a, open a book, you'll find out what young psychology is in the no, shadow it, figure. So far removed are we from the Constantine wrote about fate only about religion, whereas Samuel thought, well, fate was a natural element like earth, wind, fire, and water. That was Laurie Strode's answer as Jamie Lee Curtis, and here right. we just get the shadow, the shadow figure. What? Oh, okay. So obviously we're not as intelligent on this film anymore. What? So if we're telling a story about. Michael, Laurie, Loomis, Jamie. Who's the story about in this film? I I don't know. Even if it is about Michael, it really isn't because everything is set up to be cannon fodder. Everything is set up to be red herrings. Everything is set up to be misinformation or misguidance. It's all, first of all, these students in college win this scholarship to go investigate this school. There's no like rhyme or reason as to who was picked, but... I don't know if this is one of the worst cast movie because you're okay. Sean Patrick Thomas is in this movie. We remember him from save the last dance. We remember him. 
I didn't watch that movie. But anyway. I remember the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's in it and he plays this like chef culinary student who's like obsessed with eating yet is like he's a nutritionist or he wants to be a nutritionist i think fine and a chef. fine fine okay okay he wants to be a nutritionist you know what then i'm not gonna say what i was gonna say because like Please do. i love eating so cast me as the fan of the food because of the way i look <laughs> you know but he's all but he's a nutritionist that actually makes more sense you know that he's a little bit more he's i mean he's cut he's a good looking dude so he we, they show him chopping celery and stuff but anyway it's strike you strange at these three friends in the same college all got the scholarship you know it was just like there's no reasoning as to why who gets what or who gets into this uh gets to go into the myers house well especially because we get the interviews later they they do these interviews and buster rhymes is like frustrated with every single one of them so why did you choose them exactly well because it if you have to watch the deleted scenes but in the deleted scenes it showed that tyra banks's character well tyra banks is in this movie as well uh Oh boy! Chose everybody on her own. Or? Yeah, that she was the talent scout. Okay. But here's the thing: if you want to, I've always said this, and anybody could agree. If you're gonna care about somebody dying, you gotta make me care about the character. Right. So what was deleted a lot was the best stuff they had in this movie. A lot of the you should show the testimonials in full. Hmm. That way, we learn more about the characters. Right. We show they show bits and pieces. It's over like. Um, yeah, it's overscored or underscored actually with like rock music as it's going through. So it's very like cookie cutter. You're oh, you're like, okay, I can snooze through this because I don't care. Oh, Henry Rowan Gardner's in it from Rookie of the Year and American Pie, right? Thomas E. Yeah. and Nicholas. So you're like, okay, some of these people are going to die, die, but I just don't care. I don't care who they are. They cast every day. You got the... The, the the smart earthy vegan girl yeah. i suppose you got the you know against authority rock dude who says michael myers is all of us you know is he a filmmaker he's a filmmaker right a uh, music major oh music major That's so right. he's an art he's an art artiste. guy arts artiste right. but you right. know all these people that were that were selected they it doesn't really make any sense but what doesn't make sense the most <laughs> was that you introduced this ridiculous comical stupid thing that the lead character the final girl has the ability to scream so loud that she shatters glass but she doesn't really have the ability because they had to uh dub her screams after the fact come on man Yes, we there's are super, nothing we, organic about this film whatsoever. We are super fans and we are trying our hardest yes. to defend this movie and to make you want to watch it. And we have done, I think we have done admirably in the past to make you want to watch these movies. But oh my sweet Jesus, why are you insulting our intelligence as Halloween fans? Are you a Disney fan? Of all things Disney? Yes. Sure. Ryan Merriman's in this from Luck of the Irish. <laughs> hey, Ryan Merriman. All right. That's Deckard. Yes. Decker wasn't he in Smart House too? No, I'm thinking of somebody else. <laughs> anyway, uh this again, another sort of thing that doesn't have a payoff that it did in an original ending. Gosh, guys, this okay, is we're so messy. About theatrical, the only version sure, you can sure, actually sure. watch. The version together. you have seen before. <laughs> Ryan what is his name? Merriman. Merriman is plays Deckard, who is connected to the lead character as a pen pal or cyber 
pen pal. They are email friends because he helped her do some sort of tech support. She's a senior. He's a freshman. That is highlighted between his little sidekick who is like, dude, this is what are you doing, man? We got to we got to go to a party. And he just wants to, you know, chat with his friend who is Sarah. Is her name? Sure. Okay, her name is really forgettable. Is her real name? But anyway, uh, that's set up this connection. But it's like an online sort of connection. Every we had, you had online friends before. Yeah, we're forcing the point. This is the environment. This is the real world, and we're gonna try to get to everyone in this film. Yeah, we're gonna connect to every single one of you, and that's what we're gonna do. I fine, fine. But anyway, fast forward. They're set up. Everybody's got a head cam on. Everybody goes into the Myers house. It's and, very fast paced. Like, oh yeah, it is a bang bang kind of movie. Like, and you know, for there is there are cameras. This is meant to be that the what they're going to do is they're going to broadcast live, and people from home can tune in and see them investigate the right. Yeah. How does any of that? How does any of that actually plausible with Michael trying to stalk them in the shadows? When people be like seeing him, there's cameras absolutely everywhere. Well, but I, ha- but he is so stealthy that he's able to kill the tech that is setting up the cameras with, with his own tripod <laughs> and just gets away with it. Like nobody sees it. It's- well, yeah, they're doing. They're setting up the cameras. They're setting up the lighting for the night. Uh, who's our tech in this? Tara. Tara. Uh, Tara Banks. Tara Banks is. Uh, making a macchiato in the background she leaves the cameras and yeah she's, this, she's in uh, video village or whatever we get this bizarre tripod kill which makes literally no sense uh there are spikes on certain tripods but the fact that they have one in this for this shot makes no sense why would you have a tripod there uh the slow like it, it and now like you're he's and holding now- a gun michael myers is like holding this gun and it almost looks like and then he they just wanted to make sure that they got that shot of the tripod slowly going right. in. And the tech just like backs <clears throat> up so slowly and just lets it. He even grabs it. He's like, are you going to stab me with this? <laughs> stab me in the chest? And yeah. he just does. Excuse me. It's just so bizarre that like kill <laughs> after kill. It is so gone from everything we fell in love right. with. And don't forget, Michael puts the camera in the perfect spot. Right in the corner, right where it was. Because he's a film major as well, Michael Myers. He's seen enough of his own films at this well, point. Why did Michael return? If this is the, this is like you know, uh, what are some of like if you go uh, what to anywhere where there was like a famous murder, or you go like to the childhood home of, of is they're like doing tours and whatever. Right. Okay, so the Myers house has been condemned, but he's returning. So like, have you been living there the whole time? Somebody must have seen you. Well, ah. <laughs> I have been living at home this whole time. I've just been living underneath the house. Okay. As a sewer rat. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Where do we go with it? Where do you even start on this point? Well, what it was was he felt bad about the setup that the mountain man had in Halloween 5. And he created the exact same setup under his house. But, but this shit's like a full tunnel that goes underneath his house. I mean, this is the, the perfect... Yeah, these are like the, the catacombs of, of France or something. Yeah, Paris. seriously. It's like beautiful. Like, I would fucking live down there. But one of my, fa- <laughs> one of my favorite parts of this is uh, our nutritionist friend goes into the kitchen once they've already started the broadcast and all yes, this kind of stuff. And, yeah. and he smells... He like goes to the kitchen, sees a brand new knife. Okay, that's great. Opens up the spices. It goes, these smell fresh. Michael Myers is a cook. 
Did you know that? Oh my god! What do you think he cooks? Wait, what's like Michael Myers' favorite meal to cook at home? Oh, I know. It's dog. Remember, because he eats dogs. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. He eats dogs. No, he doesn't. Okay. Anyway, better not. He's eat, hungry, but he doesn't. He better not dogs. touch Loomis or Charles. That's right. Anyway, here we are. So, yeah. We're deep in it. Michael's already killed, and he's going to keep on killing slowly but surely. Guys, this movie. <sighs> It sucks. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. I can't defend it really that much. I, I'll, I'll say that there's some... Also, okay, anybody who's ever talked to me about my thoughts on trailers misleading fans okay. knows how much I, f- I hate that shit. Because... Yeah. And... Okay. Well, welcome to the franchise, Dan. Well, well, absolutely. Okay, so remember when Hereditary was coming out, right? Yes. Hereditary came out. By the way, I love Hereditary, the movie. I think it's fantastic. But when I was in theaters and or seeing the trailer anywhere, Hereditary came out and they said, the scariest movie, scarier even than The Exorcist or something like that. And they made sure to tell you that. Mm-hmm. So you have set up an entire generation of people who were terrified by The Exorcist to go into this movie expecting something and they don't get it and they hate you for it. Right. So that was my problem with the way they marketed it, Hereditary. Okay, flash backwards. <laughs> Flashpoint paradox. Um, this movie was heavily marketed. Like, big time. I remember seeing this trailer every single day almost yeah. when it was coming out. And there were kills that were like, ooh, Michael's going to do that. Right. And one of the coolest things I've ever seen, not since Halloween 5 have I ever seen Michael in water, but there was a scene where he raises up out of the tub. Do you remember oh, that scene? Yeah. He raises up out of the tub and kills whoever's in or is about to attack whoever's in the restroom. Right. Not in the movie. Right. Not anywhere. I can't find that shit. No. Just only do you see it in a trailer. Right. Well, you, you know why this is advertised so much is it's the MTV era. We got Buster Rhymes in it. MTV is still cool. They still play a few music videos here and there. But yeah, it was TRL. It was TRL, but yeah. it was popular at that time. Yeah. So we're, we are seeing it everywhere. We're seeing it on MTV all the time because that's where it's being broadcast the most. Uh, and unfortunately, it's not at all what we got and one of the more terrifying things for me ever is if you have a shot in a video game we've talked about like video games freak us out more than yeah. horror films or oh even my like gosh. a real experience no dude yes but yeah so one of my least favorite or favorite scares is being in the darkness and shining light on something that you didn't know was there like that is one of the more terrifying it's always terrifying me yeah that's good when i like yeah that's good no that's good stuff um like when I would take the trash out or something at my parents' house, mm-hmm. you go around the corner. It's completely pitch dark. What the fuck am I going to find? So there's a shot in the trailer. And I think it excited me as a kid when I was watching the trailer of them shining the light. Michael's in the corner kind of a thing. Yeah. So when uh-huh. I watched the movie this time around, I realized how much they're like, really, it's a really cheesy scene, unfortunately, of like, oh, what's going on over here? And then he like, Make sure to point the the flashlight. Who the, the hell it, it looks through a room like that? What's over here? Yeah, it's so your, obvious. Unfortunately, your, your so, flashlight is pointing the uh, opposite of your eye line. That's just, uh, yes. So, I I mean, 
there's points of it, Kevin from uh, which we just talked about uh, from American Pie. There's parts of this that feels like American Pie. Yeah, the cheesiness of it, but it's not the good old '80s cheese horror cheese. It's this weird 2000s. We think it's funny, so we're gonna put it in there, and it's not. Yeah, and also to. Why are you casting Henry Rowan Gardner, Thomas Ian Nicholas? Why are you casting him as the biggest freaking horn dog in the world? Yeah. He's like, like aggressively and hitting on this one girl yeah. and just like being like totally creepy about it. It, I hate it. That he's part. not a bad actor. Like he's great in American yeah. Pie and all this kind of stuff. But his clothing choice, like nothing about him really fits the film at all. Um, I, I don't even like. I don't even know how to even talk about some of the kills. I mean, I mean, look, look some of the kills are inventive. Some of them are just like you know, a, just classic, like a stabbing. Uh, he, they try to, I guess, an homage, like he gets uh, Sean uh, Patrick Thomas or whatever, and he stabs him through a door, and he's like elevated. So maybe a little bit of Bob from the originals in there. Yeah, our lead Sarah, if that's her name, <laughs> slips well, in blood, so. which is actually done better than Halloween too, because it's a little more <laughs> realistic. But there's that shot of. Just blood splattered and uh, the victims like right there. I think. So anyway, uh, the the big twist of this movie is that Freddie, played by Buster Rhymes, has set these people up with fake props that are being like scattered around, like you know body parts or like you know things to like like old photo albums, things that were just like placed there. That even at one point he was uh, Sean Patrick Thomas's character says. Uh, this is a oh, th- th- this ain't right. They're like, I know it's messed up. It's a twist. He's like, no, 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 no. It's like this is so convenient. Right? Why is all this here? Because he's he's trying to make talking about Freddie's uh, Buster Rhymes is trying to make a good show. Right. At one point, we have to talk about the sacrilege of all sacrilege. Yep. Unless it's driving the narrative, but anyway, um, the sacrilege of all sacrilege is someone else portraying michael myers and not michael myers or donning the mask well there is a gag that is set up that when you watch the movie you don't realize what you're watching right michael myers the shape enters well, i'm not how dare i michael myers enters <laughs> just, just. not the shape anymore <laughs> enters the house closes the door behind him is walking is going and it's a camera shot of him and you're like okay scary michael walking around turns the corner and Another Michael pops out yep. from behind him and is trailing him. So you get a you get some other points of view, and it's like there's two Michaels. They're just walking through. Right. What the hell? What the hell? I keep on saying it, and I'm like, what's going on? What am I watching? Did they mess this up? And then it is revealed as soon as the first Michael who entered turns the corner and catches a glimpse of the other Michael. It's Buster Rhymes in the Michael Myers costume who was going to just go scare the shit out of these people. Right. So he loses it. God damn it. And that is actually pretty funny because under the mask, he's just letting it go. And you see the mask kind of move a little bit. And he's just going off on real Michael Myers saying because he thinks it's the tech that's been missing this whole time. So he's like, you're not playing Michael Myers. I'm playing Michael Myers. And Michael, the real one, never answers. So Buster's like, I said, what you looking at me like that for? And he starts poking him in the head. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's going to die, like, heinously. Like he should. Like he should. If it's really Michael Myers, then... Kill him. Kill him. But what does he do? You don't touch Michael Myers. No, you don't touch... 
You don't mock Michael Myers. You don't dress like Michael Myers. You don't. He do did anything. it all. He did it all right here. But what did he also do? He let slip a very key point. He's like, I left the back door open for you to go out there and help. That's what I did. <laughs> that part. And so Michael's like, Ah, the back door's open. Got to go kill more people. I'll see you later. What? Yeah. That's not what he would do at all. He's just gonna leave this wild card. Nope. So much. I, I hate the way Michael turns around. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, just, just an oh, like, okay. like, oh, I guess I'll go. Another blockhead for us. <laughs> Fuck, man, it's so depressing to see this this version of Michael just kind of. It like, is. Yeah, right. It's just like 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 someone understood or not understood, but someone took the idea that Michael doesn't speak and that he walks in a methodical pace and they exploited that to mean that he's stupid and that he could be like, you know, like right. just move him this way and he'll walk that way, move him that way and he'll walk this way. Yeah. So it would have been a great MTV skit with Buster Rhymes, but it's not, it doesn't belong. In a that film. felt like it was shot for the MTV video music awards yeah, or, or movie awards. Thing. I'm so glad yeah. you said that. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Right. So it's one of those skits we've established that if you see Michael, maybe think that it might not be him or it is him well there's a big uh deal because michael myers play as buster rhymes attacks or grabs the lead uh sarah right sure (laughs) stop (laughs) (laughs) uh grabs her and the rest of the of the students in there start beating him so badly that Mm -hmm. he's just like oh turn off your cameras turn off your cameras (laughs) what the fuck did you expect to happen he just gets his ass kicked because all his plan was just to grab her and like walk backwards that's what he does right so this remember i told you haha remember i told you that i look for the best parts of each movie at least one thing okay this is not a good thing about the movie this is just the only this is a diss or 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 a um i guess it's like a sim i don't know it's just a way that a line that buster rhymes says that i took from this movie and if it was ever applicable i used it very much all the time what was it as soon as he turns tells everyone to turn off their cameras so he can like talk to them you know by taking off his mask he's he's all he just got his ass kicked and he's like it's me it's me, Freddy. And they're like, Freddy? And he's like, damn, man. You hit me like I murdered your fucking mother. <laughs> I died when I heard that shit. And I was watching this with my cousin in North Carolina. The movie theater erupted for that part, which it's a funny, like, it's a funny line. I use that in high school. Anytime, like, I don't know, I ran into somebody and they like, they touch me. I'm like, God, you hit me like oh, I murdered God. your fucking mother. They're like, what? I'm like, uh, I guess it worked in Halloween. <laughs> it was. <laughs> this is what we talked about. We always know these lines and nobody else fucking knows. Yeah. Like, oh, sure. right. well, this is weird, dude. Just yeah. talking about mothers and shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, he lets them know that it was like, I was just trying to make a good show. Play along if you want to get any of this money that he's set up with i guess spons it's very loose guys he's just like you know play along or, or or get the fuck out i don't give a shit right so he puts his mask back on he's gonna go scare people uh so there <laughs> okay the movie ends up going to an inevitable end which is everyone's gonna die except the lead or the final girl so now whoa whoa, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. let's go back to buster rhymes because you miss one big chunk of him i i don't miss a lot of chunks well they face off again 
Well, well, no, no, I was gonna. That's still after the, okay. what I was about to say. I was okay. just wanted to set it up, you know. So everyone's died. You, okay. You're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Um, it's probably the one thing that stands out the most about the film. People talk about. Yeah, uh, I'll let you do the line. As a matter of fact, actually. Uh, so no, you're <laughs> no, no. So no. anyway, it sets up that she's gonna try and get away from Michael, but now because he's been watching live the entire time at the Halloween party set up earlier, oh. Deckard is helping her through her. What is like a? It's like a. One of those e device, but it, it wasn't a, fo- a cell phone. It was just like what you got had the stylus and everything. It was very, very popular. It was almost like a BlackBerry, but like it was huge and it was had like the flap. Anyway, he's co- texting with her All or right. emailing her to help her get through this whole thing because he knows that it's real. Everyone else is convinced. Ah, no, it, there's no way. Right, he's at the party. He's got the big screen set up. Right, and what a setup, people, by the way. It was great setup. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Rich party, yeah. Uh, so all these people are watching the whole thing saying like, this isn't real. And he of course thinks it is, uh, I guess for again, punching in that this is the internet phase and we are chatting and all this kind of stuff. It makes sense, but it's just not interesting enough to me. Like he starts sending her messages and saying like, Oh, he's in the house. Right. He's, he's helping her out. He's helping her out, which Actually, you know, it, it it did raise a lot of the tension, but you still, again, I'm still, I can't be scared of Michael totally just because by this point you've shown me someone else wearing the mask. So I'm like, okay, so anybody could do this. And now I'm seeing Busta Rhymes as Michael too. Right. That's already in my head. So anytime he comes after her, I'm just not, again, the tweezing, the threaded eyebrows are just not doing it for me, man. Yeah. Every time I see him, I'm just not afraid. So <laughs> he's just, you know going after her and she's able to get away because there's cool moments where like she asks through the camera she's like where is he and i think he says like he's outside don't scream and of course she goes and of course she screams you know and it's just like those are cool moments because at least the final act did get going but i mean gosh this was maybe a two actor i mean honestly i don't it was. It got to the end really quick. Yeah, it's a super fast-paced movie. I mean, I, I was shocked watching it how fast they're in the house. Like you barely get an introduction to these characters. And again, like you said, you don't care about them at that point. Like you don't know anything about them, so why would you care about them? And they are just fodder for the canon. Like we want Michael. Somebody said that originally. I, I think it was after this movie. They started looking for what do we do with Michael now? And they're talking about reboots and they're talking to other horror directors and stuff like this. This is actually before Rob Zombie came into the mix which we're getting to. Yep. Um, but I think it was like Adam Green or somebody, uh, they asked and like, so what's Michael to you? He's like, we just need Michael Myers killing kids and that's it. And that's what we got in Resurrection and yeah. it didn't work. No, it didn't. Be, but again, I think uh, maybe the mask issue is the is the biggest thing for me. It, it may not be for a lot of people, but it is. But it also reeks of we're going to mass produce these so people can buy the masks. I remember that mask being available everywhere, that yeah. style. And I remember looking at it and be like, nope. Yeah, my face. And my face is bullshit. <laughs> I was, I get Italian when I, or whatever, when I'm like, oh, my face is bullshit. No? That's the Godfather thing. Okay, yeah. my face. There it is. Anyway, uh, set up final confrontation she's d- getting away from michael here and there she gets on the roof so she's already outside so she should probably just like try and scale her way down and leave but no she goes back into the house because that's what you're supposed to do <laughs> sets up again we didn't she 
This is not, very lazy she's not, writing. She's not a smart. She's not. She's not a smart lead. Um, and I hate that. Yeah. I want the leads to be smart. I don't care if they're final girl, final boy. It does not matter. Just make them intelligent because we appreciate that. Lori Strode was very intelligent. Right. She wouldn't do anything that was stupid. If she wasn't, well, you go back to Scream. Uh, the reason that. Sydney Nev Campbell's character does not want to watch the movie so she's like well no what's the point it's just some big breasted girl running up the stairs when she should be running out the front door it's insulting that is you just gave it to us again you're like we're not going to reinvent the wheel that's where I go with the the lazy writing of this movie is we we've entered the era of calling those those tropes out those things like we know better but still in this movie we went uh well fuck it we're just going to do it again we're just going to keep going remember uh, we've had a Michael Myers spoof or a uh, fake out. Yes. And it was Buster Rhymes, who is now actually the only remaining survivor be- besides Sarah. Right. And, you know, grabs her and says, we've got to get the, you know, hell out of here. They're, they're, they're trying to go. He apologizes. He's like, I didn't know that this was going to happen. I'm sorry. Right. And then she gets a ping and it's, uh, you know, where, you know, where's Michael? He's back in the house. And then they just do this thing where they're like, huh? And they look and he's behind them and he stabs Buster Rhymes, throws her down. And then here we go, baby. The, go. the, the, the time has come. Oh, I didn't know you were Michael Myers before Buster Rhymes is saying. I didn't know you were him before. Now I know. I've been watching these kung fu movies earlier. Don't you know that I am very, very much capable of defending myself? So Buster Rhymes decides to kung fu the shit out of Michael Myers. Reverse kicks, crane kicks, punches, and he's connecting and he's hitting and Michael is being affected by it. Are you kidding me? Right. But of course, Michael gets to, you know. Kick the shit out of Busta, gets away from him, and now he's chasing Sarah down to the garage. Right? Right. You're excited. I could see that you're getting really excited. Why would excited. I be excited about You're excited because the, the huge moment is coming. We think Busta's dead, or he at least has been knocked out. She goes to the garage. She has now started a fire. She didn't... St- well, yeah, actually, she did start the fire. And then Michael gets there, and it's a bit of a, you know, back and forth. She gets away a little bit. She doesn't get away. She gets pinned down, falls down. Electrical equipment falls on top of her. A mixer is on top of her leg, and that is what's keeping her down. She cannot escape. Michael, amongst the flames, is tangled up in the wires, and he, or this is before he's tangled up in the wires. He's about to get her. He's got his knife. He's going to kill her. And who comes busting through the busting. door? Busta. Through the door. Busting through the doors. Busta. Busted through the doors. Showing that he's still alive and well. Uh. Flexes his mad muscles. Looks at Michael and gives him the line that everyone knows from this movie. If you know this movie at all. Trick or treat, motherfucker. Holy shit, if I did not just want to swallow my own tongue at that moment. Yeah, I walked out of the theater. Uh, <laughs> Young God. Lance just like, ah, screw it. I'm done. This isn't my this isn't my kind of movie. No, <laughs> uh, no I ha- I've always hated that shit. I've always hated, uh, I, you know. 
nothing makes sense in any of this because we've planted things in the house. She's in the garage now. The ch- there's a chainsaw that she brings out that she knows how to start. All oh, right, she which, starts that up. If yeah. you've never worked a chainsaw before, like most people, are like well, I pulled the thing. I don't you got to this. You got to prime it. So how long has this thing been in there? Did Michael use it? I mean, what? This house has been sitting there. It's the old haunted house. This thing's been abandoned, right? It looks like crap. It's all torn up. And you know it's not danger tainments because why would they need a chainsaw? Why would they need a chainsaw? Did they plant a chainsaw in the garage? That's where their system was set up. So it's not theirs. Whose chainsaw is this? Who put gas in the chainsaw? Who did it? So we saw at Michael's the the blade and the chain hits Michael. has no... It affects him, but it doesn't cut his anything. It doesn't cut his shoulder or anything. But you see contact. So the chainsaw is useless. Uh, and then it runs out of gas. Of course, as it does. Uh, that, that, it that's does. when, you know, she's she's done. There's, and uh, he, There's so many plot holes and uh, just so many things. You're like, what? The spices? Did they plant the spices? Or is Michael really cooking in the kitchen? Uh, I mean, uh, you could say that that was planted by the danger tainment people. But, but. The, and then they know about the underground thing because they planted a key for them to find to go to this huge right. underground chamber. But they didn't thing. go to the third level. That's where he's at. Sure. And then you notice that the, the gates are, there's just so, so many much, things. so many plot holes. That's like the director for, it, you know, probably you know, he's just like, fuck it, man. I'm just going to try my best. You know, it's dimension. So you've got, you know, your, your executive producer is a dickhead. So it's uh, like, uh, let's see how we do. So anyway, Buster tries to fight Michael again. Michael actually very satisfyingly to all of us finally owns him, pushes him so hard or throws him across the garage. He hits the wall, falls down, and we think that he's knocked out, obviously. But there's an exposed wire, a very big exposed cable. And actually, if the noise, I'm sorry, if what Busta said that line didn't piss me off. What follows next really pissed me off. He gets the exposed cable, jams it in Michael's nuts, and Michael makes a noise. He goes, and they make it echo. It's like, oh, that's how you get him. Yep, electrocute his nuts. He falls back into the cables, gets all tangled, and he burns up with the shed. Busta saves Sarah. They leave. And, of course, there's a fire. De- everybody comes. The fire department, the authorities. All right. They look at, you know, the the, the news crew is there. And Busta right. gives, of course, a, like a send off. And he's very much himself. I hated all this part because, again, it's, it's now turned into the Busta Rhymes movie. Yeah. Michael's transported to a hospital. At the hospital, the coroner, or yeah, the coroner is there, you know, going through it. She's like, oh, another one? He's like, yeah, it's a celebrity. She's like, oh, get my autograph book. The EMT's like, no, I'm not kidding. It's Michael Myers. Remember what I said? Remember what I said about Halloween 5? Anytime you can say his name correctly and effectively, Mm -hmm. it can be scary. That moment is actually pretty terrifying. Yeah, I actually like the scene. Yeah, he leaves, the EMT leaves and leaves her alone with the body in a body bag, which is Michael. And she's scared because that is it. That is it right there. That moment of being, of knowing, of appreciating and respecting the presence that is the boogeyman. Right. Yeah. Uh, What you just mentioned was the Buster Rhymes thing and Michael Myers. You didn't book Michael Myers strong in this movie. You booked Buster Rhymes strong. Who in this booked movie. this crap? <laughs> right. Yeah. Th- exactly. But you didn't. You 
you zap Michael Myers in the nuts. You he makes an audible sound. He hasn't made a sound in 25 years, but now because you zapped him in the nuts, we're gonna get a. Are you serious? It's like Bowser being defeated or something. Exactly. So what? What the hell's the point of this? There is no point. Oh, there was a point. There was a point to get our money, and they got it. They got our money. But you you mentioned the last, the final scene. Those are the two scenes that Michael or his book strong in is the final scene, the boogeyman scene. You call it that. Yeah. And the opening scene, somewhat. Well, I mean, so so just just the the, the actual final 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 thing you see, which is sad because it was setting up that they weren't done obviously the corner uh unzips the body bag opens it up it's a melt like the mask has been burnt onto him that actually looked pretty cool because you were like well what would your face look like right um it's what it should have looked like for eight for halloween 2 the mask melted onto his face the hair's gone obviously and after further inspection his eyes open up and that is the end of halloween resurrection you see that he is still alive i think that was the only scare that i remember in the theater i had, i didn't actually walk out <laughs> I do remember that scene and everyone knew it was going to happen, but they, they drag it on just long enough. Like that was the only scene that seemed to be taken care of in a sense of like, this yeah. is going to work. And that was the only part I remember anyone jumping at in the whole movie. Yeah. I mean, this movie did uh, terrible things for the franchise as far as uh, making or keeping the scariness of Michael going. He, right. he was not, you were try. it reminded me of what happened to Freddy Krueger. In the 80s, where you weren't, kids weren't scared of Freddy. They had him on their pajamas. Right. And are you kidding? Freddy kills you if you go to sleep. Yeah. And now, you know, in the 80s, he was very popular. He was on everything. He was, on, you know, he was as known as the president at that point. So what you're doing with Michael is like, you're just going to make this like lumbering oaf that can't, and is booked so weak. It, it's terrible. It's not. And he doesn't need to be booked strong. I don't want him to be like, he's not Jason. No. You're making a Halloween movie. It's supposed to be eerie and creepy and it's in the shadows and it's in the, what the characters themselves go through. And they set up some, I think they were trying to set up some weird connection between him and Sarah because she sees an, uh, uh, like an image of him and it's not him. So like, why are you having images of Michael? So many plot holes. It's exhausting talking about it. Frankly, <laughs> yeah, it really is. I, I don't really know where else we can go with it. I don't. There's not much salvageable out of no. this film. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. But, no, I. Th- th- and, and like you just sits. said with Freddie, like <clears throat> Michael's not commercial. My, Michael's like should be like the indie darling that everyone loves, but you don't fuck with. Right, and leave this, him in the indies. Yeah, and you fucked with him. And don't you, call him up. Don't put him on cups and, you know, like don't commercialize. He's Michael. still scary. Look at it. Look He's at still it. scary oh, little, little monkey. But anyway, uh, that's. Uh, but, that, that, but you don't put it, that in the movies. You know, you let Michael no. be Michael. And unfortunately, we did not get that in Resurrection. No. So, folks, if you do want to see this movie, it's worth a watch to just see those ridiculous moments that I just mentioned. Uh, I think it's on. If you, if you have a throwback 2000s Halloween party, pop put, it in. Yeah that'll it'll do or if you want to see uh henry rowan gardner be a complete ridiculous horn dog and not pitch for the cubs right and, and then uh yeah you can put this on and buster rhymes kung fu yeah uh danny you got anything else <sighs> no 
<laughs> Thank God. This went this went way too long. I know. I'm so sorry. Uh, how many kitchen knives do you give Halloween Resurrection? Zero. Zero. <laughs> Easy. Zero knives. Easy. Uh, yeah. Try uh, watch it once and then be done with it. Burn it like Michael gets burned. <laughs> um, I guess I guess that's gonna be it. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for watching Halloween Resurrection. That's Danny. I'm Lance reminding you to lock your doors, bolt your windows, and thread your eyebrows and get a Haddonfield blowout. (laughs) (laughs) And join us next time in our Slasher's Paradise.